1: Now you can reach back in time to capture prehistoric monsters and bring them back to sell. You have just two minutes to make the most profit. Every 30 seconds, your options become more valuable. But the longer you wait, the more you risk other players stealing your dinosaurs. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum, we're your hosts, Justin. And Ricky. And as you heard, you've got two minutes to learn and two minutes to play. Two-minute Dino Deal.
0: But this won't be necessarily a two-minute review. So this is Two-Minute Dino Deal put out by Peterson Games. It plays two to five players in literally two minutes. MSRP is fourteen ninety-nine, and was designed by Roman Catergen.
1: First impressions on this bad boy?
0: It is a nice size small box game because all you're getting out of it is a bunch of cardboard tokens and some cards. Like there's not Mm -hmm. much in the game itself. So it's got a decent size box for those components little too big of a box for those components but in the same time it's got a decent shelf presence for like a store to have it catches your eyes it's bright it's colorful like big bright yellow box there's not a lot of games that like mm-hmm. are vibrant like that they're always usually like these dark themed colors so this is actually like eye-catching but could probably fit in like half the size of the box much like point salad could
1: all the art is recycled between the box tokens and cards. The nice thing is it's pretty easy to identify what's what.
0: One thing that is not included in the box, which isn't necessarily a terrible thing, is no timer. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to need a small two-minute
1: sand timer, a smartphone. We do not suggest sand timers because every 30 seconds, things change. That's true. One stopwatch and
0: or countdown timer. Mm -hmm. stopwatch is a little more recommended because as you said every 30 seconds the game shifts a little bit where you essentially get tokens that are one two three four and then when you place them on the card they do that action one two three or four times but in the first 30 seconds you can only place the number ones then you can start placing number twos in the next 30 seconds and then Mm -hmm. the threes and then finally the fours so it's a weird game in that sense let's talk about what this thing does well
1: it lays everything out there for you pretty easily if you want to get in a practice round, it takes you two minutes. Introducing people to the game, it just goes, hey, watch me do this. Two minutes to learn, two minutes to play. They're not joking. It's no. very quick to show exactly what you need to do and how you should go about it.
0: Yes, very much agreed on that. The other thing that I do think it does well, too, is it also offers a campaign mode. There's essentially like the three actions. You can get your dinosaurs, you can kind of twist your dinosaurs around, like kind of like tra- a trading floor, and then you start selling them. However, any extra dinosaurs that you could not sell are lost in a single round, but in the campaign mode, that carry over. And I think it does well in a isolated two-minute game in that sense, but then the strategy shifts between mm. a standard game and a campaign game, and that's a good thing. Because in a campaign game, like maybe I take a round where I'm not going to earn a lot of money, but I'm going to set myself up with a freaking ton of dinosaurs, so the next round, I'm looking to trade them around and then sell them. I can shift my focus from game to game in a campaign where I wouldn't be doing an isolated game.
1: I do like that you bring up the campaign mode too because we've talked before about filler games those games that you throw out when you're waiting for someone to show up this is a game that you can throw out and you can just keep going and going and going until someone finally shows up quick to pull out quick to put away
0: it's also very easy to take on travel, like one deck mm-hmm. box or like one small, like, honestly, you can cannibalize like a bicycle deck box from like a regular 52-card deck. You have 54 cards in here, but remember, a 52-card deck includes the two jokers, so there are already 54 cards in that box to start with. They're the same size. And then it's just tokens, which you could use other things for.
1: I think there are a lot of tokens. So you have these tokens, one through four, five different colors. They have the number 1 on both sides. I would have preferred 1 on one side, 2 on the next side, 3 on the next coin, and 4 on the other side of the next coin. So instead of having 16 coins altogether, I have 8 coins. Traveling's a little bit easier with it. It's not as chaotic. What you feel were some opportunities?
0: Like, I kind of talked about the good stuff, and some of my good stuff is also my challenges. I don't really like the strategy in a isolated, non-campaign game. And especially at a two-player level that we, we played at. You can only place four tokens, no matter what the numbers are. There were rounds where, like, you or I would play our third or fourth token, and the other player was still sitting on their second token, and then all they had to do is wait till the end and play their four tokens. That's really rough in a
1: non-campaign game. We saw a lot of chicken. Yes. Where it was me and you sitting there, and we would wait until the last 30 seconds, because we already mentally knew what we had, or what we wanted.
0: With some backup plans, potentially. Yeah.
1: We would have tokens in hands, right? You just kind of
0: chuck them out there. Wh- whip them out there. That's kind of the beauty part of the game, but also and a, a two-player non-campaign, I think is probably the weakest mm-hmm. way to experience this game. Three-player, four-player, five-player, even if it's non-campaign, there's multiple people playing chicken, and it's not as bad as, well, if you just wait me out, I'll play my tokens because I'm getting nervous, and then you just get to do whatever you want. You know, you would have to wait for uh, your girlfriend and my wife to, like, do their thing in a four-player game. And me, before, like, like it's, it's one of those more people in the pot makes it more tense, also makes it less, I just have to wait you out. But, in a campaign game, I actually like it because maybe my strategy isn't to get the money this game, it's to set myself up for a future round. And that's where I think, if there was an opportunity, a two-player game should be a campaign even if it's like a series of three Mm -hmm. you should probably play it that way and not a standalone other than that like i don't have too much to critique on it it's clean it's simple like two minutes to learn two minutes to play i'm not gonna discredit for that so a quick game like this great for filler great for parties honestly if i don't want to necessarily like burn my brain out on something heavy this is gonna be a lot better if i want to travel i'm not traveling with cthulhu wars I'll travel
1: with this. MSRP on this bad boy is fourteen ninety nine. Does the game fit the MSRP at that point?
0: A loaded question in this sense. The amount of stuff you get in the game comes in a little short. However, the quality of the tokens kinda brings it back closer to it. You know, not going into like what the cost of the game, what the markup and like all the different like parts in. It's it's a little on the heavier side, but at 1499 it's not too bad either.
1: I'd say for a, a traveling game 1499 isn't bad at all. I've spent more for less to take on an airplane ride with me. Who would you suggest this for?
0: I suggest this for people who like quick and dirty strategy games, maybe a beer and pretzels game crowd. I would also say if you like to chain your games together, if you're looking for that but you don't want a legacy game, this is actually pretty nice for that.
1: I would suggest this honestly for families. Well, especially the children looking at uh, different strategies, trying to figure out, you know, basic math. Hey, mm-hmm. if I've got three of these dinosaurs times $2 each, I'm going to make X, Y, Z. Yeah,
0: know. the critical thinking, the, the fast math will definitely help. And realistically, four is about the biggest number you're playing with in mm-hmm. general because up to 4x of action and like up to $4 is like the most expensive sell point mm-hmm. of the dinosaur. So like the numbers aren't staggering to play with either.
1: I'd also say if you're playing with children, you can potentially forego the timer until they get used to it. Kind of build them into looking at things more critically.
0: Expand um, the timer. Make it a quote-unquote 4-minute game where you have a minute for each zone to slow it down so the, the threat of fast thinking isn't there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. There's a couple ways you could tweak it to home rule to make it a little bit easier for the kiddos.
1: Uh, who would you not suggest this for
0: i would not suggest this for people with anxiety because there's a lot of weird like high tension moments and some feel bad moments too there's not a lot you can do to control that because you're literally looking to bid with someone so if you're a highly aggressive competitive player this may not sit well depending on your group if your whole group's like that and you can go home and laugh about it, sure, they'll have a good time. But if you can't separate those bad feelings from the game, you're going to have a harder time on this one. You have two minutes, so as long as you're like mad in the game and you, after it's over, you're you're fine. You'll be fine. But if, if that lingers and that's going to eat away at you, I would find another game.
1: I would not suggest the campaign of this game to anyone who doesn't like luck-based games.
0: Yeah, if a card being dealt goes south for you, there's very little you can do to control that. So, 2-Minute Dino Deal. It's not a bad game. I don't think this is something that's going to fit in some collections, but for the size and the price, I think it has a home in mind.
1: Yeah, definitely. the same here. So again, if you're not following us on our socials, make sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of them at Tabletop Arcanum. Also,
0: YouTube and Twitch. We are starting to do some streams on twitch and everything gets posted to youtube
1: if you want live updates make sure to go yell at the ocean i'll scream all the live updates back at you it
0: may be jarbled through the waves and the crest but if you spend your time decoding it you can figure it out Mm -hmm. so until next time this has been justin and ricky happy gaming been listening to Tabletop Arcanum hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert you can follow us on most social media platforms please don't forget to like subscribe and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts as always thanks for listening